You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Hello, everyone, St. John's and friends. Welcome back to the Alter Echo Sermon Podcast. This is your scripture and your sermon for Sunday, July 12th. 31st of 2022. We are already wrapping up the month of July. Can you believe it? (sighs) This part of the summer always feels really quick to me. And as a person myself that really enjoys the summer months and being able to get outside and move and be active and explore and connect with creation, I have really enjoyed this more mild week. We might even say cool week without air conditioning blasting at every turn. Um, So an invitation for you, people of God, uh, to continue in this these last remaining weeks of summer um, before fall comes, before school resumes, before we sort of transition back into our yearly programmatic schedules. May you find an experience grace and pause and rest and the peace of God in the weeks ahead. But now for today, we are entering into the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. So if you have a Bible with you, please feel free to open it up and read along with me. And if you don't have a Bible with you, I invite you as always to hear the word of God in its spoken form. So Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, Paul writes, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of God's power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As for shoes on your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me, to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. Here ends the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the big question that I have for us today that we're going to ask together in this hearing is this. What exactly is power? What is power? I would venture a guess that if we stopped a random elementary school student on the street or in the park or something, 
safely, of course, um, that they would be able to provide you with a definition of what power is or feels or looks like. Because unlike some of the more theologically unique words in the scriptures, power is a word that we are used to in our everyday vernacular. So what is power? Of course, there are many definitions of power um, and many types or kinds of power. Power does not look the same from one person to another, from one era of history to another, from one country to another. So we could have all sorts of interpretations of this word power. Say, for example, we look at a classical understanding of power in the world from human rulers. We see that power looks like, all too often, gaining control over lands and people and things, having more resources than another people or group. Power can look like going to any means necessary to accomplish your collective or individual goals or to achieve what it is that you think is best for yourself or for your people. Unfortunately, this understanding of power has some real consequences and drawbacks. This kind of power tends to oppress, marginalize, belittle, and dehuman people from a variety of backgrounds and life circumstances. What if power didn't have to look like that? What if power did not come from a place of conquer or a place of defeat or a place of discrimination? What if instead we consider the kind of power that Paul describes in Ephesians today? From this description of God's power instead, we get a very different picture of power what it is, how power can function for your sake and for the sake of standing strong in faith in the face of evil in all its many ugly forms in the world today. The power of God serves you and me as individual people of faith, but the power of God is a force much more dynamic than what we might initially bargain for. The power of God sounds like truth, and it sounds like righteousness. The power of God sounds like the gospel of peace. The power of God sounds like faith and salvation and the word of God and prayer for one another. The word of God, the power of God rather, sounds to me a lot like a mutual care, a mutual respect, a mutual upbuilding for the sake of everyone. No exceptions, no exclusions. And consider, people of God, the power of God in this way. It starts as a small seed and grows with care and intention and nurture the power of God grows bigger and stronger the more it's shared in order to empower and uphold people. 
they say that people will not necessarily remember what you said to them, but they will remember how you made them feel. Think about what it's like when you're surrounded by people who see you for who you really are, people who value your gifts, your talents, your perspective, people who want to know what you're thinking and who believe that you are valuable and who believe that you have something valuable to offer and contribute. You might not remember exactly what these good folks do or say to make you feel that way, but subconsciously, you trust that when you speak, that when you step out, that when you act in the aliveness of faith, you do so with a self-assured, confident power because of those who believe in you. Then, consider what it's like instead to be surrounded by people who are continually critiquing you, continually second-guessing you, people who diminish the contributions that you make or who downplay your gifts, your talents, and your perspective, people who might even discourage you or overtly let you know that you don't matter. You might actually be even more likely to remember what these people say to you because those words sting, don't they? But even more than that, you will never forget how those people made you feel. And because people have treated you with a domineering or dismissive power, with a controlling or even abusive power, you are not only going to doubt yourself, but you will stop speaking up. You will stop stepping out. You will no longer act in faith, but instead out of fear and survival rather than the aliveness of faith. Do you see what can happen here all too easily? The pervasive powers of evil that Paul mentioned in Ephesians can perpetrate the lie that the light of Christ does not shine in you and certainly does not need to be shared. And one by one, as the light in each and every one of us gets snuffed out, this power of evil grows steadily stronger. But what if we resolve that the power of God is ours, all of ours, that the power of God lives among us and in us and between us? We Put on the whole armor of God and live in the light that has been proclaimed to us since the beginning. What if we believe in God's very different kind of power so strongly that it begins to spread and grow, that it overflows to the brim because it is so, so abundant? And God's power of truth and righteousness, God's power of peace and faith, God's power of salvation and the word of God creates a tidal wave of love and justice and peace that washes over all of us, and I mean all of us. Perhaps the power of God could then free entrapped peoples and communities from generationally held social lies that they do not deserve a life of justice and flourishing. Perhaps 
the power of God could break the chains of suffering of systemic status quo that oppresses and impoverishes. Do you believe that the power of God has the potential to heal the world and bring the kingdom here on earth? Then let us put on the whole armor of God and let your light so shine so that others may see the power of God in you and in us and be empowered to do the same. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.